this is Ed Gallo from the Fight Site. We're here with a very special uh, podcast panel. This is going to be a discussion on race in MMA. Uh, I was inspired by USA Wrestling. Did this a few months ago uh, in the wake of George Floyd uh, killing and, and the protests that came after. There was a lot of discussion about these topics in the community. And uh, it's always best to hear from the people who are most affected and who this actually pertains to. So uh, I don't have anything to share on this topic. So we had to bring in some experts. So. Without further ado, uh, MMA isn't always a space that's open to discussing these types of things, and I hadn't seen anyone give this type of platform to at least to multiple people at once. You, you know, get snippets and interviews, but the interview usually isn't about uh, these topics. So we wanted to to bring you guys something that was specifically about the topics of race, and uh, and hopefully this is beneficial for somebody. In the very least, it's it's a space to to share information, and we can do this as many times as we need to do. Um, Okay, so here with me, I have a bunch of really accomplished pro MMA fighters. Uh, we have Shauna Dobson, who's in the UFC at, at Flyweight, uh, Sydney Outlaw, he might saw in the Contender Series, and he's uh, in Bellator right now. And Bradley, where are you at with your career? This is, I, I very recently found out about you. Yeah, so I had, um, I had fought for Bellator, and, and then I had really tore my, uh, I had tore my ACL pretty badly. So I went and had a knee surgery and that knee surgery got infected and that infection traveled to my heart. Oh, geez. So I had to, yeah. So I bet only the good die young. So I'll be here a long time. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, it got cleaned up and I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to make a comeback hopefully next month or the month after I'm just looking for an opponent now. Gotcha. Awesome. Good to know. All right. Thank so we got very accomplished athletes here. They're going to have a lot to share, a lot of experiences. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump right into questions. I'm going to give everyone a chance to answer every question. If you want to pass, you can pass. That's fine. Uh, hopefully, we'll get, we'll get a good amount of discussion going. Okay. So, just to start off before we get specifically into, uh, you know, more topical issues, I just, you know, if you could take a minute and briefly your, describe your athletic background, like how long have you been involved in sports? And then when did you get first involved in, in MMA? So, let's do, uh, you guys switched orders on me. Let's do Shauna first, and then we'll go Brad, then Sydney. Cool. Uh, hey guys, um, Shauna. Um, as you said, UFC flyweight. Uh, got into the uh, so I've been doing sports like good portion of my life. My parents are Jamaican, so of course they got me into soccer initially. So played that from since I was a kid, and I, I was a late start in uh, martial arts. I started as an adult in my twenties. And had just a couple pro fights, like a few pro fights, went out and tried for the ultimate fighter. And, uh, and, uh, that was in 2017 and, you know, we've been rocking ever since. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's kind of about me. What kind of got me into fighting was I was trying to look for a different, uh, different sport, you know, and, and when I found it, you know, I, I became addicted. It stuck to me. It inspired me. Awesome. Brad, you can go ahead. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Bradley Desir. Um, I've, I've always been into sports. You know, football was kind of my first love, but I was never uh, big enough or fast enough. You know, so um, after high school, I went to the Marines and like it just clicked like uh, just war fighting and violence. It's just like I, I fundamentally understand violence and fighting and it just clicked and you know, while I was in during the peak of the war and violence was rewarded and Brian Stan happened to be, you know, 
in the same uh, in the same unit as I was. So like if, if you had beat somebody up or you did, you know, like, you know, just kick somebody's ass, like your your life was better. So I would spend all my free time learning, you know, martial arts on the side. And um, it just became my passion. And, you know, like after I left the Marines, I just kept going and I fought throughout college until it became a career. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Sydney, it looks like you're setting up a new <laughs> a new window there. Whenever you're ready to speak, you can go ahead. But anyway, my name is Sydney Outlaw. Not much. Just trying to put another guy out here. Uh, trying to be one of the best. I fight for Bellator right now. Really love it. Really love it. Um, I just want to... The reason why I fight is to basically to cut right to it for the younger generation that that's out wearing skinny jeans doing crazy stuff. I want to tell them you don't got to do that. You know, hard work, competition, anything. You don't listen to the people that just got lucky, you know, and they probably don't even do that type of stuff in the reality of it. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to freestyle this and just give you a, uh, with some of my heart and that's why I fight. And yeah, that's about it. Just trying to be one, just want to be one of the best that ever did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously people aren't going to remember number two or number three. They're going to remember number one. So when a generation look and be like, you know what? If Sydney did it and the people that know where I come from and how I came up, anything is possible. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Sydney. All right. Thank you, so now that we, that we know a little bit about everybody, just basics, uh, let, let's, let's dig into some more serious topics, uh, in your life. So not even necessarily sports or MMA, just in your life in general. Uh, when did you first realize that being black led to different treatment, that it mattered to other people, the color of your skin? And, uh, let's do, uh, Bradley for, uh, like Sydney just went, so let's do Sydney first this time. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it was very different. Honestly, man, to be honest with you, I started off in the opposite. When I first started off, I liked I liked fighting, and I was always told that first of all, I'm not racist at all. I'm not going to say something corny. I don't see in color. You clearly see in color. There is a clear big difference. Mm-hmm. Like some of my best friend, my brother, that I would take a bullet and glorify it for. Is Pat O'Connor. Love that guy. He's a, he's a white guy. The girl that I I'm deeply in love with. It is a white girl. You know what I mean? Somebody that I call a father is a white guy. So, I'm clearly, clearly, clearly against, against racism. I'm pretty sure everybody that's on the, this podcast right now yeah. is probably the same thing. But people like them always had my back. When I got pulled over and I was just naive, I was just happy, you know, because I'm with a white guy, we get pulled over the cow would intentionally pick on me. And my friend would say something. And I was like, oh, no, don't, don't be like that. And then he'll later pull me aside and say, yeah, Sydney, he did. And, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that was cool that, you know, he stood up for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my coach, Rich Lada, love that guy. Um, I went to somewhere and fought. And again, I was a kid. I'm naive. You know what I mean? Went somewhere and fought. They were treating me unfairly. I didn't know behind closed doors. But Coach Rich was like, Sydney, we're packing up and leaving. And they were like, all right, I'm sorry. Long story short, they were treating me unfairly because of skin color. Coach Rich handled that, shut that shit down. I love it. And, and the list goes on, but I'm definitely against it. I think it's silly. You mm-hmm. know, I can't change the skin color. They can't change their hair color, or skin color. I think it's silly, you know. And I, I just think on both ways, you know, like 
me fighting, me fighting revealed that, you know, on both ends, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a sickness. It isn't, it isn't cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when I first started, MMA were for white people. If white people can't box. Right. Clearly they were wrong. I knew that I was a kid. I was 15. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I like this sport, you know, and I wanted to continue to just do it. Long story short, obviously evolution. I mean, after evolution, time has changed. John Jones became champion. He wasn't white, you know. Uh, the list goes on. The guy that got me into it was Rampage. You know, I'm like, hey, a guy that looked like me is doing it. Oh, I don't got to listen to everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The list goes on of the fighter that 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 just changed the sport, you know. And again, I'm I don't I don't like this whole racism stuff, and it got to stop because it's starting to be a little silly. It's 2020 now, you know what I mean? And we have to work together, you know. Like other countries are looking at us and is laughing, like yo, these guys are idiots, you know what I mean? And it isn't cool. Yet. You know, like, look how they treat their black Americans. Look how they treat their white Americans. Look how the black Americans treat them. We just got to get together. You know what I mean? We got to really get together. And it's sad that a, a guy, a young cat like me, seeing that, you know? Mm-hmm. That it's, it's, it's really, it's not, I, I don't, I don't want to accept that. And if anything I can do, like, getting on here and speaking about this, like, if, that, if it can do something, anything, you let me know what I can do. And... It's just it's just really heartbreaking to see, you know, guys getting pulled over and you know just getting shot. And I'm sorry I'm just rambling, but it's really sad because my girl told me about this and I'm like, you know what? I try to stay off of social media because now it's depressing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the people on here have their story. And there's multiple stories, but I'm not here to like vent this thing. I just want to let you know, like, it is it is affecting me because now I have to I have to, I can't be myself on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't like post. I got to be different. I got to behave different. I got to, when people blame me for stuff, I have to, well, well, I can't, I can't get angry back. When people get angry at me, I'm like, oh, sir, I'm sorry. I don't want to be known as that angry black guy. You know, so I'm like, all right, well, let me just relax. Let me, it, it helped me to be calm in tough situations, you know, but trying to be a company man, just try, trying to paint the picture of, you know, the idiotic, the whatever, whatever the, whatever the painting they probably had on us black people, which, you know, it's pretty silly, you know, we're pretty smart. You give us a brick and a stick, we build houses and stuff, you know, like I'm not, we're just like a regular person, you know, it's just a skin color, you know, we work. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, it definitely affected me. It made us, uh, made us, it made, it made, it made the older generation a little resent, resentful, you know, and it, it raising, the older generation when it raised us, it kind of, you know what I mean, trickled down a little bit, and I don't, I don't want that. So I don't, I don't really know what to do. But if you guys hear hearing everybody's story, hopefully you can give me some ideas. And you know, like I, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm just a fighter trying to make the younger generation so hey, you don't gotta act silly. You can, you know, work hard and accomplish almost anything. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and no need to apologize for rambling because I mean these are just jumping off points. So if, if another thought comes up and and you're speaking, just go for it. Uh, yeah, that, that was awesome. You're doing great. <laughs> All right. All right. So Brad, if you forgot, the original question was, uh, you know, when was the first time, uh, you, you realized that, you know, racism affected you? 
Well, so, I mean, I, I just had a, I just had a kid. So like, I've been doing a lot of reflecting I've had, I just had my first child. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting on uh, my upbringing. And I realized that growing up, I was expected to be aware of my blackness before I was aware of my existence. And I would constantly, you know, like uh, I would get in trouble growing up if I did things that made white people uncomfortable. And I, I didn't, I didn't realize that till later in life, right? Like there was like, my dad always wanted me to, like, it, it wouldn't matter if it was 10 degrees outside, don't wear a hood. Why can't I wear, why can't I wear a fucking hood? It's cold outside. Right. Right. Um, don't, don't run, you know, um, don't, don't run in, in, in the store with your friends. I'm like, I'm 11 years old running, you know what I'm saying? Um, it would be like, keep your hair short, you know, speak a certain way, do, do this, do that. And, and I couldn't get it. And I would wonder why I would be treated differently than other kids. It's like, well, how come he can do that? And I can't do that. And like, I, I just, you know, like I, I wouldn't understand. And the, um, the other thing too, is like, I, I didn't understand what teachers would call me a troublemaker or, or like, or if people would be like, um, you know, like, people would treat me a certain way. I thought it was, they were treating me this way because I was a kid. And as I got older, I realized they weren't treating me that way because I was a kid. They were treating me that certain way because I was black. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it, it was just, you know, like that's when I started to realize. And, um, I realized it even more when I went to the Marines and went down South. Um, like my, my first real like hardcore racial experience was, uh, I was driving down from the Bronx to, um, North Carolina with, a Puerto Rican kid in the back and a white kid who would end up dying a few months later in combat. His name was Eric. He was falling asleep on the wheel and uh, an off-duty cop pulled us over in Virginia and I heard a tapping on the window and it was a cop with a pistol and he was pointing it in my face and I wasn't even driving and he, you know, he starts yelling at me like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, you know, and the, the, the dude in the back had a, had a lot of combat experience. So he's like, get the fucking get on your face for I take it and kill you with it. You know, and I was like, yo, like it, everything happened so fast. I didn't have time to be scared. And that's when I started to realize that, oh, you know, like this is not the shit that my, my mother and father would tell me about to scare me. Like this is actually mm -hmm. life. And that's when I started to, to, to pay more attention to things like that. You know, um, and ever since then, it's, it's been difficult. I've noticed that, you know, like I, I'm not allowed to be passionate. I can only be angry. Right. Um. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm well-spoken, like well-spoken, like that's not even a fucking compliment. Like I speak English well, like I, I was born and raised here. I should speak English well, yeah. you know, um, things like that. They're, they're always the, the ones that really kind of get you are always like the little, the, the subtle little the passive racism. Like you're handsome for a black guy, right? When I'm 17, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get in where I fit in. You can call me handsome for whatever, you know what I'm saying? If it works, it works. But then I look back later, it's like, why, why can't I just be handsome? You know, why can't I, why can't I, why can't I just be intelligent? And, um, the, the older it gets the, you know, like, and the more comfortable people get with you, the more they try to drop those little jokes in. And I, I just, I just, you know, like the, it's not a fan of it, man. And I, I don't want to ramble either or rant or come off, but, um, I, I would say that I, I noticed it kind of early, you know, I, I, I did, I noticed it kind of early. Yeah. And I, I really thank you for, for sharing that. And also just, I think the idea that, you know, your parents felt a duty to, to warn you about your behavior and all these things, you grew up differently and you had to be afraid and had to, you know, be so cognizant that you didn't get to be a kid. No. So, I mean, I, I got, I did get to enjoy my childhood. Right. But there was always that like asterisk. Yeah. And the, the, the thing was, is that I'm, I'm first generation American. So we're, we're not, um, you know, like I feel like white America likes to lump all black people in one group, 
you know, but we're as different as Italians, Irish, Germans, and, and Spaniards, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not like, I didn't grow up eating collard greens and pig's feet. Like that's not, that's not my culture. You know, like my, my dad is Haitian and my mother's Puerto Rican. So the other thing that still happens, which is kind of crazy is my mom will go somewhere. Hispanics are notoriously racist and be like, oh, I was treated so well. And either I'll go or my sisters will go. And I'll be like, yo, ma, they didn't, they didn't treat us as well as they treated you. You know, like my mom forgets that, you know, there's a, right. a difference in our skin tone. and. Um, all that, that managing, you know, it goes on forever, you know, in the family. And it's, it's a, it's a little, it's a, it's a pain in the dick for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. Sean, are you, are you good to talk right now? I don't think you're in the story. I can see. I am. I am sorry. I'm and I'm definitely here? listening. Hold on. I'm okay. going to go away from all the chatter. Sorry yeah, guys, we're buying a mattress. <laughs> it's important. Just tedious, tedious Friday shit. Um, first of all, I want to thank, uh, Brad and Outlaw for sharing their experiences. Um, this is something that I'm really passionate about, obviously because I'm a black female. Um, but also because, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually, uh, doing a lot of research and reading a lot of literature and I'm reading the book about, uh, the, the, uh, bus boycotts. Um, and, and the origin, a lot of people think that Rosa Parks just started off, um, you know, just refusing to, and sorry about my mask. I have to have it on in the store, but just by refusing to get it from her seat, but she's been, she had been an advocate. Um, and, and, and someone, uh, with a strong presence in the civil rights movement long before that. So I appreciate y'all's experiences that you're sharing with me. Um, I think that I realized, uh, probably around the time. So my parents are Jamaican as I, mentioned previously. So in Jamaica, there's not a terrible amount of racism. Um, you know, their, their motto is kind of, you know, one people, you know, one love, one people. And, uh, my mom didn't experience racism until she moved to the U S. Um, so I grew up, uh, for most of my childhood, um, out in the East coast. And then they moved us. It was like mid high school. They moved us to a very affluent neighborhood, very uh, high population of of white kids uh, to, uh, I, I, you know, we got uprooted and moved there. And it was a shock for me, not because, you know, not because I wasn't around uh, black people like I was used to, but just because of how I was treated. Um, and I think it was mainly the microaggressions. You know what I mean? Like, little comments, you know, about your hair and about your skin color and being called names like, you know, Shaniqua and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you know, when people, you know, talk to you a certain way, like, yo, yo, what's up? You know, I don't talk like that. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk to me like that. I don't talk like that. But there's this perceived notion that all black people, you know, we, you know, we, we talk like that. Um, you know, we, we look like rappers, we act like rappers or whatever. And, and, you know, we, we're Shanene from Martin, you know what I'm saying? So that was probably my first interaction, um, as far as feeling like I was being discriminated against. And then from there, you know, it started, the scale started to grow, you know what I mean? It started to be just from, you know, uh, people I went to school with to, police interaction and things of that sort. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, um, 
that's crazy, bro. Like, Brad, I can't believe that you got kicked out of your gym for protesting, you know, um, that's crazy. It's, it's great when you can get in a space, you know, whether it's your job, your gym, your neighborhood that can appreciate who you are as a person. And, and, and like you said, outlaw, this, I don't see color stuff is crazy because, you know, the difference in color is beautiful. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the fact that we have black people and white people and, you know, all kinds of people, that's what makes, that's what makes our, our situation and our world beautiful. So why say I don't see color? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much my, my bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely couldn't have said it better myself. And and again, for that round, thank you guys for sharing your experiences. I know this can't be easy. Uh, so we definitely appreciate you doing this. Um, so Shauna, you're going to go again, actually. Uh, and because you, you uh, brought up some of Brad's situation there, I'm just going to jump into it a little deeper because it's coming up already. Um, so Brad, when I guess you feel yeah. free to, to go into that in depth. Uh, so the original question was, you know, when did you notice you know, discrimination in your life? Uh, the next part of it is when did you notice discrimination in sports and specifically in, in the world of MMA? And on top of that, you know, have you experienced racism in, in combat sports in the gym, at, in competition, stuff like that? Online, I think that's a given um, that that's yeah. where it's going to happen. But yeah, it just it, this is your chance to speak freely about uh, discrimination and racism you've experienced in the world of MMA in whatever capacity you want to. Um, you know what? I've been fortunate uh, enough to, to my biggest thing is I always try to put myself in spaces that I know I'm going to be welcome for all my intersectionalities for being a woman, for being queer, for being masculine presenting Mm -hmm. for, for being black. Um, you know, and fortunately, you know, I started training, uh, out in Texas and, you know, tech, Texas is very diverse. Texas got a, a good, healthy representation of black people. Um, and, and, and our gym, the gym that I started off in, it was failing some MMA and, and we were, we were, we were the brothers and the sisters, you know, in, in the, in this, on the Dallas scene, you know what I mean? That was, that was the, the black gym. And I was, it was so proud to be a part of that. Um, and, uh, uh, I went, I, then I went and I trained with Lloyd Irvin. Um, if you guys know about Lloyd Irvin, uh, yeah. martial arts, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You see, you know, it's not, there's not a big representation of black people in, in combat sports, in jujitsu, in MMA. So to see that, to to walk out on the mat and see little five-year-old, you know, a bunch of little black boys and little black girls rolling on the mats. That was awesome to see, you know, because that's, I'm thinking like, man, that's at the future right there. So, um, and then I moved here to Denver and I'm, I'm with team elevation. Um, and we have a lot of diversity here and the people are just good people. Like, I don't think I've ever met a pack of genuine, just good people. Um, they embrace all of our, um, sorry, once. Sorry, my I'm I'm trying to get into a quiet spot and my girlfriend keeps walking over here talking on the phone. <laughs> it's okay. I get away. Um and um yeah, just they embrace who we are, they celebrate who we are, and 
You know, I think that's a beautiful thing. As far as in the organization, um, or just not an organization, but it just MMA in general, you know, it's hard for, uh, it's hard for, uh, what's up, Curdy? What up? I'm like, what's up? I'm confused. I'm like, what? <laughs> Curdy, I just please. jumped in here. I'm sorry. It's okay. There you go. Here, it's all good. What's, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah. So pretty much like, you know, um, a black a black woman or a black man in the in in martial arts has to work twice as hard as far as getting promoted not twice as hard four or five times as hard as far as getting promoted as far as um you know getting out there and doing what they do i mean i mm-hmm. feel like that's it's always been it's always been our narrative we've always had to work hard we've always had to show out you know what i mean we don't get a pass we don't get we don't get like a, a easy, a easy road. We don't get an easy route. And I feel like that goes for any, any, you know, aspect of our lives. Um, I think the, the, the UFC, uh, you know, the organization that me and Curtis fight for, I think that they, they do a good job about, about giving recognition and about representing black individuals. Um, I think that it's major right now that Angela Hill gets the head. I mean, it happened only because of the main event fell out, but shit, that's how things go. You know what I mean? That's, 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 that's the president's right there. Hell, maybe one day I could be the, the a main event. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, those kind of things are major. We need to see that representation so that our little black boys and little black girls know that that shit is possible. Um, and yeah, the uh, I'm I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the difference between the fans and then other people out there. I guess we can call them trolls, right? Yeah. Fans fans are the individuals that that uh, inspire you. Fans are the individuals that we do it for, that we get out there and we fight for. And then you have people, trolls and haters, that. Um, that is where I see the negativity as far as in this, you know, in this sport, that's where I see the negativity coming from. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I get caught up and I read the comments on shit just to see like, what, what are they going to say? What are these, what are, what are individuals going to say? And I read the comments on, you know, this is something to celebrate. I'm hype. I'm hyped for Angela. You know what I mean? I'm hyped for, for, for everybody for this, for her headlining. And I read the comments People are saying stuff like, you know, what does that have? To, what does her skin color have to do with anything? And da, da, da. you know what? Let her celebrate. Let her be celebrated. It's a big, a big accomplishment because if you look at history, the 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 UFC has been operating for how many years? Right. Mm-hmm. This is the first first time in history that a black woman has headlined a card. So you know what? This is something that needs to be celebrated. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, not the fans. The fans are totally different people. The fans are who we got the love for and the love is reciprocated. It's it's the other people that, you know, just don't have, don't have the understanding or the desire to get out there. If they just go out there and research, read books, listen to podcasts, do your research and find out where we're coming from and the connection to where we are today. This killing of of black men 
and black women and 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 this and this abuse by police is not you know not all police but bad police is not nothing new this is this has been a narrative for a long 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 time you know what i mean and it hasn't gone away you know um and 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 i think i think everybody needs to educate themselves on our past and where we've come from Awesome. That, that, was, that was incredible. Thank you for that. Curtis, just to, to clue you in, we're just going to go, we're going around answering uh, the same question. We're just doing a snake draft style. So I'm going to do you last for this question. I'll, I'll repeat it. Uh, so I'll know what it is. And then you'll go again. You'll go first for the next question too. So you'll have lots of time yeah. to speak pretty soon. And if you just want to keep yourself muted uh, while other people are talking, just in case, because sometimes uh, there's feedback and sometimes uh, like the zoom call switches the person's face to somebody else when noise gets picked up, which I don't want, you know, my face, I should mute myself. Honestly, I don't want my face on there while you're talking either. So the, the question is, uh, first we talked about, you know, when, when everyone realized, you know, that racism was, was a thing in their lives. Like when they realized the color of their skin made a difference. Uh, and now we're talking about, uh, experiences of racism and discrimination in sports, in MMA, uh, specifically, and, and you can take that however you want. So we're going to go actually to Brad next, and then Sydney, and then you, and you're going to start with the next question too. So Brad, you want to go ahead? Yeah, great. So it, it's always a little tricky for me, right? Because the one thing I never ever want to do is I never want to play the black card. So every time that something might be uh, racist, I always have to be like, ah, is it really? Like, is it is it really racist, or did I maybe did I really do something because? the color of my skin doesn't matter to me. Right. So I, I never see it as like, Oh, because, um, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Or, you know, I'm not being marketed because I'm black, but then I think about it and it's like, damn, a lot of this shit does matter. And I I realize is, you know, generally in my life, I've been, um, I've been called a leader. Right. And, and I've realized that a lot of times they don't really have issues with like black people saying, saying something or speaking out. They have issues with black leadership. So it's like, Oh, I want to cut you off because then if, 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 if I, if you speak and you try to put things in motion and now I have five black people that, that work for me or 10 black people that fight for me all singing to your dancing to your drum. Then they say things like the inmates are running the asylum, you know? So it's like, I've always been kind of chopped quickly. Um, and I, I, I realized that everything is a matter of perception. So um, sometimes I'm called entitled, right? And at first I was like, I, I was a little uh, defensive about that. And then I thought, I'm like, yo, wait a minute. Yo, I, I, don't, I don't meet people like me. I literally, at 19 years old, fought in the streets of Iraq, house to house, shooting rockets into houses, throwing grenades, getting shot at, dragging wounded, wounded Marines. I was in a scout sniper platoon. I've earned every single fucking freedom that I have. No one else on this call has. So nobody, no, like, and, and generally that's how I, I like day-to-day life. It's like, you don't get to tell me how I should speak. You don't get to tell me how I should express myself. You don't get to tell me how I, how I should protest or what's patriotic or what's not. Like, I fucking did it. I've earned all of it. I, I am entitled. I am entitled. So I, I like, and the, the biggest thing about that is what people don't realize is when you join the military, your rights are taken from you. I don't get to make decisions. I don't get to, I don't get to, to, uh, you know, express my feelings, you know? So once they're given back, you realize how valuable they are. So now that I have them back, 
I will never give them up again. So that's why I go hard, right? But it's hard for people to understand that. And it's, I, I, you know, I can see how it's, it's hard to, um, to, 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 to identify with the, the feeling of being oppressed if you've never been oppressed, right? So I, I was just uh, kicked out of my, off of my team, um, but because a matter of perception, they thought I was rioting. I was protesting, right? And my whole, the whole thing was on my Instagram. And then when they, and my sister's in NYPD, right? So she was on the other side of the, the, of the protest. And then when they, when they realized that I wasn't protest, that I wasn't rioting, they said that I had used foul language that they didn't condone, right? And that goes back to my first thing. It's like, I've earned the right to speak however I want. Like, I, that, that, that shouldn't be an issue. But that's generally the way it is, right? Like, if you're black. So, like, if, if, if me and a white counterpart did that, so I, I went protesting with a number, another member of my team, well, I won't say, because he didn't get kicked off the team, right? I did. But that's generally how it works. Like, uh, if, if a white person gets a warning, uh, you know, a black person gets fired. You know, that's, that's just, that's just the way it is. Right. Um, you know, so it's like, it, it's been rough. And then you, and then I start to realize, well, I wasn't marketed, but this guy who's not as good as me was marketed. Right. Like, or every time I had a big opportunity, like I was always brought into, I don't know, um, to, to lose, you know, so to speak or things like that. And it's just like, it's, it's really disheartening. It's like, because, you know, it, it you it's like having it when you try to talk to somebody about racism, I've come to realize that it feels like you're having an intervention with that alcoholic in your family. It's like, we all know you're an alcoholic, my brother, and we still love you. And we're trying to get you to, to, to stop or, or, or a drug addiction, but you don't realize that it's a problem yet. You don't realize that you have the problem. And until you realize that you have the problem, we can't, we can't really move forward. We just end up talking in circles. Right. And then it just feels like and distance starts and it's, it's just, I don't even know how to fix it, to be honest. Like, I don't know how to fix it. Like, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm starting to think that segregation is the way to go, right? Separate but equal, because the, the integration just doesn't work. So that, that's kind of where, where I'm at, like, with, with, my, with my latest, uh, you know, revelations of, of, of racism in, in mixed martial arts. Maybe it's better to just everybody, all my coaches are Black, all my coaches are Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's better that all my training partners are black, right? Maybe I get, maybe you have a black agent. I have a, I have a great agent. I got first round, but, but you know, it's like, I just, I just, the thing is, it's like, I, I know what's wrong and I don't know how to fix it. I, I just don't know how to fix it. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of all I got. Unmuted. Thank you. Yeah. If it was easy to fix it, I think it, it would have been fixed. So uh, the least we can do is help some people understand and just by sharing, by talking about what, what has happened to you, I think that's already a big step for a lot of people. Uh, so hopefully we'll get this out there as much as possible because not everyone knows that this stuff goes on and getting kicked off your team uh, for attending a protest is, is obviously injustice. Um, and I think that that's something that needs to be heard uh, for sure. Yeah, but, that, but that's great, right? Because that's like, that's, that's, that's great though, because now I know that, Hey, you know, you, you never had my best interest in mind. You, you don't want me. You just wanted me to be obedient. Right. And when I wasn't obedient, you just don't want me there. And I'm cool with that. Right. Like that's okay. If you, if you don't, if, if you have an issue with me standing up for myself, then, 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 then you, we're not really cool. Right. So the, the expression I give to people is this, if uh, you know, like just humor me, say you and I are friends or even acquaintances. If we go out, and you start to get jumped, right? 
Maybe I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, right? Maybe you don't expect me to jump in and throw punches for you, but at the very least, you expect me to pull people off of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like is happening. It's like black people are being jumped and people are like, well, I'm I'm not going to fight anybody. Well, it's okay. Well, pull them off of me. You don't want to pull them off of me either. So my, you know, like that's to me, it's the same thing. And then that, that's what I feel. That's, that's kind of how I feel where, where most people are, where they might not jump in and I don't expect them to jump in, but I would like you to help pull people off of me and, and nobody, you know, and a lot of people don't even want to do that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for this. All right, Sydney, sorry. I had you waiting there a while. Y'all, y'all good. I'm good, big dog. All right. Do you want to talk about discrimination and racism in MMA and, and sports in your life? Well, for, well, first off, my man Bradley sitting here preaching, preaching that good stuff. That's what's up, Bradley. I'm proud, man. He said the best. And by the way, Curtis, big fan of yours. When are you going to get that title fight, man? Oh, Tom, bro. Are you doing all this, man? Come on, you got to get an answer. I, I, I need an answer. I'm, I, I mean, we got you on Zoom right now. That's a, when, when you, when you fight for the fight. I don't know, man. I might have to go through John. Now he bumped up the heavyweight. You know, he might be there. You know how it goes in the UFC. But you you ranked above him. I know, but that don't mean nothing. You feel me? I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. I'm not going to bring up no different conversation. I'm just trying to say. I want to see. Uh, I'm trying to see that belt around you, man. I want to put some money. put my putting a mortgage on you right now. <laughs> no. I'll put Pressure, the mortgage no on me, dog. With the mortgage, but no, I appreciate that, bro. I know, nah. I know, I win this next one. Yeah, hey, I'm there gonna fight. Close. My boy, do your thing, do your thing, big fan. But um, no, everybody, man, everybody had a great, uh, great, great, great. It was just you guys are, are amazing. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it. Like, I honestly forgot about the question. Because everything they were saying, like like Bradley was saying, he was hard to play the race card. You know what I mean? And it, and it is, and it is. Like I, I don't like to play the race card because I've been in a lot of crazy situations to where a lot of people that look like me hurt me a lot. Like I was robbed, I was shot at, I was doing all this. At the end of the day, I was doing my job. I was security guard, kicked them out. You know, I was, uh, people stole from me. People did some Grammy stuff because I, again, coming out in my career, if you guys don't know, it was like, it was like freaking hard. You know what I mean? It was like hard. And the people that helped me out looked the opposite color, you know? So it's kind of hard for me to play the race card right now. That's just me being me and me being honest, you know? But is it a big difference? Heck yeah. Do I not think like, like, like if somebody would mess up, like in the Bellator, you know, or any or any big organization. I don't I just don't want to be like I told you before, I don't want to be known as that that angry black guy that can't, you know, that can't get it right or or scared, you know what I mean? Or I gotta look at my Instagram, make sure it's it's proper. I made a post, somebody uh somebody made a comment. I believe it was about Greg Hardy or something. You know, you know Greg Hardy's story. I don't gotta explain to you, right? I made a post about that. Somebody commented. I'm like, bro, it's not about color. I understand. I'm dating a white girl. That mean anything? You dig what I'm saying? My brother is a white guy. I'm not. I'm not into that. I love all colors. I love. If you were purple, I don't know. I'm gonna like you too. You dig what I'm saying? 
You know what I mean? And I and I and I and I'm a God fearing individual. So people like it sucked. It really honest, honestly, I'm a God fearing individual. And get to the point where it's like when when debates now I don't I can care less when I say it. I don't need proof. I don't need to hear about it. I, I don't really care. But when it gets to the point where people would tell me like if Jesus was black or white. Now if he was black, I'm gonna love him the same. If he was white, I'm gonna love him the same. I really don't care. Not a lot of people say that. Not a lot of people like really talk about that. But to me, that means that means a lot. And the reason I'm talking about this is because it's like I really hate it. Like if 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 racism was like a person, I'll probably fight it for free. You know what I mean? Right? You feel what I'm saying? Like it's not cool. It's messing up a lot. It's really messing for us to sit down and get together and have this uh, talk. Now it's like I just want, like I told you, I want to, I want to compare to younger generations. Like, like, like I told my cousin, like he said he hate cops. I completely understand. Today, nowadays, you gotta hate cops. So I said, I said, I said, uh, his name is Pablo. I said, Pablo, why don't you just instead of focusing on, and this is some advice I gave him. You guys can correct me. I said, Pablo, let's not have that mentality because we have billions of other people, millions probably. I said billion, but I say million, something like that. That hate cops too. So let's change it. How about instead of hating cops, we can become a cop, slowly change the program, or become a judge or whatever is higher. I don't know. We gotta change it. You know what I mean? Like let's take over it. You don't like you don't like it. All right, you start your own and then you slowly take over that. You dig what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm a fighter. In my mind, like I fight through everything. So when it comes to if it was a hot dog eating contest, I'm going to be the best damn hot dog eater it is. So when it comes to racism, I'm like, all right, we ain't beating it. You've been, y'all been doing it for long. Y'all getting riots and fuck up your own You messed up your own city. Still no logic to it. And what do you think they do? They sit back and look and be like, see? And it's like, damn. I, I just keep my mouth shut and be like, you know what I mean? So it put a lot of pressure. It sucks because it put a lot of pressure. It's like, on, 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 on everybody you have here on a podcast, a lot of people don't understand. You know what I mean? Like during when, when situations like the riot and stuff happen, it's like people have so opinionated on it, want to speak about it. And it's like, man, you guys, like cops being, cops are shooting people. Like people want to talk about it. And it's like, man, you guys really don't understand. You know what I mean? We get pulled over. Like, you don't know why I'm sitting up like this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm making sure my license is always good you know so i'm more i'm really 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 hooked on the fact of black judges and black doctors and you know like we we celebrating uh of uh of like little i, I love little Wayne, but we celebrate like little Wayne, and we post some of we post basketball players and football players but we don't we don't support we don't support what we need to do is support the doctors, the lawyers, the judges, the young, the people that are going to school for that. You know what I mean? Because they're, they, whether we like or not, are the legit future. And they could change it. Like a female cop that just got shot, but we don't tell, I'm, that didn't just get shot. She died for being a cop. And she was a black officer. It was like, I'm like heartbroken. It was vaguely talked about, spoke about, but I'm like, dude, anybody, like, this is, I gave up on society. Like, what am I going to do? I got like 5,000 likes. You know what I mean? 5,000 followers on my Instagram. You know, I feel like I'm one of the best 50 fibers on the face of the planet, you know? And, and it's like, what do I, what do I got to do? You know, do I got to act the clown? Do I got to do this? Do I got to do this? Do I got to behave like that? You know, it really sucks. But at the end of the day, like I said, I'm trying to change it. 
through my action. And right now, when I see like a kid coming from college or Harvard, and he's black. I'm on to vibe to him a little bit. I'm like, my man, keep your head up, keep going, man. It's hard. It's such and such. I just want to box. I'm like, no, go back to school, man. Change the world. You don't get it. You dig what I'm saying? And and that's something I particularly want. You know what I mean? For us to change. And that's in order to change, we got to start. And now clearly it sucks that we got to start from the foundation. And 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 first we got to find a, for a good foundation. And first, I believe, I mean, you guys can correct me. You guys are all intelligent, you know, all very successful. But I believe we got to first get that, like, oh, I hate that. Out of, we got to get that mentality out of this generation, out of these rappers and tell them, yo, we don't listen to these rappers. They're not doing it. They're not, they're not living it. They're not even there. They're not in their city. They don't care because those are the ones that are speaking. They make rap songs, which is A-OK. Cops telling people, OK, how about, yo, there's little girls trying to become a doctor. Let's, let's start a GoFundMe, you know? Who got the highest grade in the school? You know, you got it. You get $100 for, 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 for dealing with it. And you from, you know, promoting them a little bit more. Why? Because they are the future, you know? And if, and if it's somebody that can be so intelligent and so so dedicated in that environment and with the little they have, think about if we give them a little bit more and a little bit more. And think about the, the, the invention and creativity. You know what I mean? And not only giving them that, not, not only saying that, they're giving them a little inspiration. You know what I mean? From the things that I saw. Because if you gave me a little inspiration and I'm blossoming like this, can you imagine if you get somebody with actual talent or actual gift or a leadership? You know what I mean? Like a dot Martin Luther King Young, a young one. And again, that's just me thinking. Like I said, you got, you got three other intelligent individuals out there that can probably critique what I'm trying to say and get it out there a little bit better. But I feel like we should definitely, definitely pay more attention on picking my words and not like F the police. Yeah, a lot of them F them. How about, I'm gonna have, if my kid decided to become, or I see a young buck and he wanna become, or like Bradley wanna go into the army. Oh, like, what the hell? Like, that's what's up though. I like, I didn't know you went to the military, Bradley. I thought that was dope. And you a fighter? That's some dope stuff, man. But people like that gotta be put on a pedestal. You dig what I'm saying? Like, they, they gotta be put on a pedestal and they gotta change the world, you know? But that's my critique. Like, I feel like you just got to change it by not just with the younger generation, with the older generation mindset, you know, by stop, stop changing the world. It's messed up. We're we going to work on it. We're going to change it. If somebody say something stupid, then I guess we got to say, yo, that was dumb. We got to ignore them. You know, like, like people putting their hands on females. All right. Then I don't like the shit out of it. Like, I like Tory Lane. I don't know if you guys listen to rap or anything like that. When I find out he did something crazy, I unfollow. He got he lose he lose he lose my support, and my support probably ain't that much. He probably don't care, but he lose to me. You dig what I'm saying? I think slowly but surely he got to understand the type of impact that he has. You know, I mean, if I have a little impact, can you imagine the impact he has? You know, so I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to like like I told you, that's what I stand for. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, that making sense or not? Definitely, definitely making sense. I feel you, Allah. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. That's what's up. I didn't want to sound like I'm crazy, you know? <laughs> no, I think that, that it's very clear, you know, you guys have all basically expressed uh, there's pressure on you to be role models and, and to act a certain way, and you're under a microscope. So uh, I think your point about, you know, being a role model and, you know, putting role models on a pedestal is great. Uh, so thank you for that, Sydney. All right. Curtis, welcome. Welcome to the call. Uh, 
I, I'd like to get get your your story a little bit. So, uh, speaking about uh, discrimination and racism, uh, you know, how or have you experienced it in your athletic career? So, I know you you were in wrestling for a long time. So, in wrestling and MMA, uh, what what has that experience been like with with this topic? Um, the only the only actual instance I can remember of me having an experience with racism was when I wrestled. Um, I was a freshman at Northern Illinois University. Um, they brought me along as a backup. I wasn't a starter. We drove to the University of Ohio. It was like an eight and a half hour uh, drive. We had a dual meet with them. And um, we stopped at like a Denny's, or like their version of a Denny's. And I didn't re- realize that I slept most of the ride. We pull up. I didn't realize that we were like, right on the outside of West Virginia. You can see the Smoky Mountains. And I've never been in that region of the country. I mean, I heard stories about like Hicks and Hillbillies, all that. I've heard heard stories, but I didn't know. And I went in with like an open, open mind. And I went all my homies. Majority of my team was white because wrestling is a predominantly white sport. So it just is what it is. And um, we walk in there and... Everyone is all these families eating breakfast, all white. And this little girl, she she's eating eggs. I'll never forget it. And her jaw drops. Like she's never seen someone look like me, like face to face. Like her jaw drops. And I was just like, and then it brought up, I ain't gonna lie. Like my heart, it, be, it started beating a little faster just because I had just watched that movie, uh, Glory. It's a basketball movie about that white coach who went to the University of Texas, El Paso, and he had an all-black basketball team back when that wasn't, like, the thing to do. And how there was a scene where they went to a town and one of the players went to the bathroom alone, which I guess back then you weren't supposed to do, and he got jumped and beat up real bad. And the vibes I was getting... It was like those vibes. I didn't want to go to the bathroom alone. I didn't want to ask like, yo, one of y'all want to go to the bathroom with me? Because <laughs> that seems like pretty soft. So I just don't want to do it. But like in my head, that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't want to get up and go to the bathroom because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if there's a bunch of grown men. I'm a freshman. I'm 18 years old. Like, and back then I didn't fight. So I didn't, I didn't know how to fight. I didn't want to fight. So that's pretty much the only experience I've ever had like racism and I've been blessed I know I have I went to a predominantly uh, white uh, uh, Catholic all boys high school most of my homies most of my homies like to this day are white like, I have black friends also ones I grew up with on the block but I wrestled with white guys high school I graduated white guys uh, college my roommates were white guys so, like I've seen the best but I've also, I know there's there's a yin and the yang. I know there's an evil side. I know there's racism. I'm not naive to it, but like I said, I've been blessed. I haven't really had to experience it. And like, uh, I forgot, I don't know if it was uh, Bradley, when he brought up, like, he's been, no, no, that was um, Sydney. He's He's been hurt by his own. I got jumped by black kids. They jumped me. I ain't never been jumped by white kids. But I understand there's a different reason behind the jumping. It wasn't because I'm black. They jumped me because I had on nice shit. They didn't. They hungry because they're, they're poverty stripping. And 
systematic racism. We can get into all that, but there's a reason why they are where they are doing what they're doing because they've been put in a position where they have to live like that. They have to. You got to eat. You got to do what you got to do. So I understand. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it. I don't condone it. I understand. And um, yeah, and that's that's a major issue. A lot of a lot of white people. Well, not a lot, but it's too many. It's too many. You have to argue with. You have to argue with them on Facebook. Like, why am I arguing with you? You, you don't get it. It's it's not playing to you. Like, you think we're all lying? You think we all got together on Zoom and just had like a group meet? Like, yo, let's just all just lie. Let's just all make up a bunch of stories about police brutality, about t- teachers picking on us because we were black or whatever. Like all these instances of racism. Let's just all lie. It can't be. And and for anyone to disagree or to or to poo-poo it, like, ah, oh, you guys are lying. You're either you're willfully being blind. You're not blind, but you're willfully refusing to like open your eyes. And that's scary. You know, we need more white guys like I'm like you, I'm using your platform to promote what we're we're talking about. Cause it's all about the, the messenger. Like a racist white dude, he won't listen to me, but he might listen to you. If you if you call him up like, hey man, dropping that in bomb, I'll think you should do that. He might listen to you. You're not gonna listen to me. He's like, oh, what do I care what he thinks? But we need, I tell all my white homies, I'm like, bro, I need you. Like, if you ride with me, you ride with my cause. And my cause is in, in the police brutality and systemic racism. I need you, if your uncle, if your homie from, from the play box, if your homie from 12 years ago comes over, and he says something wild, especially if it's racially, uh, uh, motivated. I need you to, ch- to check them. I need you to do that. That's that's your role. I need, we all got a role. That's your role. That's the role you got to play. You got to step up. And like like Bradley was saying, I don't expect you to jump in, but I need you to pull them off me. I need that's the least you can do as a human being. I don't expect you to fight because it's, it's it really is everyone's fight just a, on a human on a base level being a human. But I can see if you rationalize like oh, it's not my fight. I don't expect you to fight. I need you, need you to create like a buffer so that I can speak, so I can do what I need to do, to push what I need for me. Because I am scared. I have a black daughter. I live in a predominantly white area. I live in uh, Colorado, uh, Denver. I'm scared to be walking down the street after that Amar uh, Arbery thing where dude was just walking around jogging and he got. You got to you know, I'm like, that could be me. I'm a big black dude. I'm a heavyweight. I'm a big black dude walking around. And I know they're scared of me. And that's what makes you go to those extremes because you're scared already. You're already jumping. You're already antsy. That's a lot of these police officers, the ones that are doing the messed up stuff, they going in these, into these streets already scared. You already got your hand on, on your gun because you already, you've been watching too much late night uh, news. You, you already in a bad place. And that's where it starts. We need better, we need more uh, mentally t- tougher police officers. Because I know a lot of them in Chicago, my dad's a cop and my brother is also a cop and a lot of my homies, 
I went to high school with our police officers. And a lot of them, I think, I think they're good ones. But there's there's still too many bad ones. And we need the good ones to like to step up and the and the call out the homies. And you ain't even gotta go to your commanding officer, but I need you to talk to him like, bro, you're a little rough on that last uh perp. You ain't have to jack up his elbow like that. You ain't have to bash his head. You ain't have to do all that. I need I need them to step up and to speak up on our behalf. And um yeah, I think that's that's pretty much all I got to say on that one. Thank you, Curtis. And, and you did a really good job uh, catching up with most of the discussion because, uh, I mean, together you guys have all really covered a lot of the questions I was planning on asking just, you know, naturally with, with the way your discussions have gone. So that's amazing. Uh, so I actually only have one question left and, um, you might have thoughts on this and you might not, uh, but MMA is definitely weird as a sport, like who gets marketed, who doesn't, you know, what, what gets pushed, who gets attention, who doesn't. Uh, and in a lot of the time you see it's, uh, people who are, are loudmouths basically who say like a uh, edgy stuff or, you know, they, they upset a lot of people like they take from pro wrestling basically. And they try to, you know, get people worked up and pretty much every time it's, it's a white fighter saying things that often, you know, are racially insensitive. So I, I can think of Colby Covington, his, his shtick. Uh, he, he went off to Brazilians pretty hard. It was not, shy about, you know, tossing around like dog whistles for racism, even straight up racism. And, you know, fans a lot of time will say like, oh, he didn't use a slur, so it's not racist, which is insane, obviously. Uh, even like Conor McGregor, he was saying stuff all the time uh, and got away with that. So uh, Chael Sonnen was, was probably one of the first ones to, to do that. And he, he as well went hard against Brazilians and uh, said a lot of terrible stuff. And fans a lot of the time will write it off and say, Oh, it's, it's fight promotion. You know, it's just, you know, that's not really them. Uh, and other people would argue that saying that stuff, no matter what your intentions were putting that out there is harmful. Uh, so when you hear these things, I'm sure it's impossible to escape. So when you hear stuff like this, uh, how do you, how do you feel about that? How does that strike you? So Curtis, let's go back to you. <clears throat> well, um, first off, I don't rock with, a. uh, uh Kobe, I don't mm -hmm. like him at all. I think, yeah, I keep hearing, oh, it's just a stick. Like, if it's a stick, it's an awful stick. Mm -hmm. Needs to find a new one. Because that one, like that Brazilian thing, like, I'm against all racism. And I think, I think if you can play a racist that well, you you might as well be a racist. I, I don't know. I just don't rock with him at all. But um, when it comes to promotion, who they push, I see both sides of that. Because as a heavyweight, you see their... John Jones, I consider John a heavyweight now. He's heavy. John gets a push, and Gano gets a push. Derek Lewis gets a push. I don't think it's always a race thing, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. I won't. I won't just just uh, credit anyone who makes that claim. But I think for me, I'm not going to resort to those things. I'm not going to do those things if they don't want to push me. I'm just going to win fights. You have to push me. As long as I win fights, I'm relevant. You have to use my name. As long as my name has a number behind it, I'm relevant. So that's my game plan. I'm gonna I'm just gonna continue to win. And even if I don't win, I'm not gonna resort to those antics. That's how I view them. I view them as antics and I view them like you don't believe in your skill as a fighter. You don't believe that your skill is enough to get you where you need to be. And for those guys and those women I feel, 
I pitied him because I believe in myself. I, I believe I don't need that. I believe even though my style may not be fan-friendly, I believe it'll win win me fights, win me bonuses, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, and I apologize. I didn't mean to say that uh, only you know white fighters get the push, but yeah, just when when it comes to that kind of strategy, it seems like the only people that can get away with it that actually go to that strategy are the white fighters. And uh, I, I had a whole other question prepared about you know when the UFC is okay promoting fighters of color and people who you know, aren't your generic white people, blue eyed, blonde hair, and usually it's when it's easy, right? With Ngannou, like that's so it's so simple to promote him. He's knocking people out. He's big and strong, you know, duh. Uh, if you're not like me, you're not a big wrestling fan. Like, it's it's harder to, to sell Curtis if you don't know how to promote wrestlers, which the UFC never tried to do. Uh, so it's, you know, it's either something obvious about your fighting or something about your personality. The kind of personalities they like tend to be the ones that are terrible. <laughs> so that's what I meant by that. I just wanted to clarify. All right, so Sydney, when, when you hear, uh, you know, fighters using, you know, racism to promote their fights and, and they do these characters. How, how does that strike you? How do you feel about that? I think it sucks. I think it sucks that the world, don't, like, no one stops it. You know, I mean, everybody's acceptable. But that, you know, 2020, no one say, hey, can't say that. You can't say a lot of other things. You dig what I'm saying? But when that comes, it, it just, it just, it's just a little, it's just, it, to me, it's sad. It makes me feel sad, but like I said, it's 2020 now. Like, it's just everything is different, you know what I mean? Everything is different. Everything is different. And it's being acceptable, which is okay to an extent. Like racism, anything that's hurting somebody's film. You know what I mean? If it's not hurting me, I don't it doesn't bother me. But if it's hurting the, the society and uh the community and you know, it's racism, just you know, fighting wheel the fighting us fighters, I feel like, speak, speak one language, you know what I mean? That's fight. You know, you hit me, I'm going to hit you. saying, like, some racial slur. And try to be cool, and now be the, the heel. I think they call it right. Isn't that like the the bad guy, something like that? The heel, or yep. whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. Right now, people are pushing it because they don't care. They're gonna be rich, and they might get a lot of likes, and people might support them. You know, the wrong type of people. You know, and I'm like, damn. Now that sucks. You know, now that really sucks. You know, but is it is it worth it? To them, it is. I say it isn't to them. Say to them, they they're like, yeah, it is. It's about the money. I'm like, damn. Are you willing to sell your soul for a dollar for a dead president? You know what I mean? And people will. They will do that in a second. And I, and I think it's sad. I think it's sad. I think, like I said, man, we got to change the generation. I mean, it goes back to exactly what you know. All three of us, you know, my two homeboys, my and my own girl right there. You know, all amazing fighters, and I think you know we can lead by example. I think it really sucks. Just like what Curtis said, you know, me, like, 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 just like he said, y'all, you got to just keep winning and people are going to pay attention. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, I'm not going to lie. It's going to, that's going to be easy for us. You know, we just got to keep, we got to keep reminding ourselves 
that, yo, we got a lot of eyes on us now, especially after this interview. You know, we got a lot of responsibilities. But we, we can do it. You know, we can at least, you know, get the, the next uh, the next leaders or whatever the case may be, you know, or, or the next Obama might be listening. And he might be like, you know what, man? We got to change everything, you know? Especially with the sport that was on, the only sport that was uh, allowed on TV or allowed to be, you know, shown MMA, not basketball, not football. Us, like, so we, we got a lot of uh, responsibility here as people. And I, and I think it's sad. I think it's really sad that nobody's not even saying anything. You know, they're promoting that. I think it's okay. McGregor breaking bus, saying racial slurs. I think like, what? Like we, they promote that. It's like, bro, it's not freaking cool. It's not cool. I'm losing my mind. Like nobody else is like, is that okay? You know, I mean, his role was reversed, you know? You know, if, 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 if we were to say, I mean, it's kind of common sense. If we were to call you guys, like, like to call people out their name, you know, Spanish people out their names, or whatever the case may be, it wouldn't be okay. It would not be okay. It would not be okay. I don't think it's okay at all. I mean, sad we got to talk about this. But I don't even know what to say right now. But I don't think it's acceptable. I think it should be, you know, I think us fighters should get a union and probably talk about that a little bit more. Like, yeah, we got to chill out with that before some people really get hurt, you know? People really, really could get hurt out here, you know? Yeah, but that's it. I think we really just got to get together, talk and fix everything. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. Yeah, totally. If you can't tell, I, I agree with, with everything you guys have been saying. Oh, yeah. oh, um, you yeah. could. I'm, right now, my eyes are focused on the road. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping you guys can see me. She's ugly. Child. You look great. All right. Thank you for your answer. Uh, Bradley, sorry, I had you uh, waiting a long time there. Uh, but yeah, just oh, to, I'm sure you, you heard all that. So you, give, me your, give me your thoughts. Yeah, just one more time. Can you repeat the question, please? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, we're talking about you know the way the way fighters get to promote themselves. What like the UFC especially latches onto in terms of fight promotion. Uh, Conor McGregor, Chael Sonnen, Colby Covington. Those are guys that they can. Yeah, there's more to it with Conor, but like for example, Chael Sonnen and Colby Covington. Their their promotional angle is to be racist and to be insightful and to say you know edgy things. You know things that both soft and blatant racism and they can get away with it and they can do that. And then with other fighters, they don't really have that Avenue. So when you see uh, like the, the institutions of MMA, the promotions and the fans and the media, uh, you know, supporting this and giving these guys attention and, and allowing that to be a viable strategy for promotion where you guys like, like what Curtis is sitting said, you have to keep winning, you have to win. And if you don't win, you're, you're done, you're out, but these guys can do whatever they want and Connor can lose and not fight. And as long as he keeps talking, He's good to go. So, you know, when you, when you see this stuff going on, especially more topical today with like Colby Covington, he's probably the, uh, the poster boy for this idea. Uh, how, how does that strike you when you see this stuff going on? Why, why are we surprised? Sports is just a microcosm of our society, right? So what happens in America on a day to day is uh, it's happening in, you know, in, in the UFC and, and just in sports in general and just on a smaller level. Right. And like I said, my, my, my biggest takeaway from the military was that I've earned my freedoms and I, I, and I want to be able to employ them however I see fit. If you think I'm a nigger and I belong in a tree, that's your prerogative. I don't have an issue with you feeling that way. I have an issue with you trying to put me in the tree. 
right? So for me, the, the bigger issue, it's like, okay, Kobe, you feel that way. Okay, whatever. But like, what, what, but why do you want to try to make money that way? Like, like, like what's the point? Like, I, I, like, that's what I don't understand. It's like, why would you want to market yourself that way? And the thing is, is that the only reason why that works is because apparently other people must share those, share those sentiments. So that's why he's allowed to do it because other people feel like, hey, he's right. And I feel that way too. So that's, that's the real issue, right? But for me, it's like, and we know that if you're black, if it's for me to be as successful as my counterpart, my, 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 my counterpart or my contemporary, I have to be twice as good. And how, what does that really mean? That means I have to keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. Right. And I also have to, I need a little bit of a leg up, right? Like you, you, I might need, or Curtis might need a, a, a better, a better agent than he would if he was white. That's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like my thing is, it's like, I understand the, the reality of, of the world that I live in and I act accordingly. I can bitch and moan. Right. And I can push for train for change, but I, but I have to operate in, in, in the environment that I'm in. So like, I know that Kobe can do that and that I can't. So instead of harping on that, I need to find another avenue that that's just, that's just it. I need to adapt and overcome, right? The, to me, intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. It's like, as the situation changes, I need to continue to adapt, right? We all do it. As you, as we get older, injuries add up, we fight differently, right? Like maybe you have to market yourself differently, try different things. Like I can't be worried that I can't go out there and make fun of Mexicans or I can't go out and make fun of white people. Like that's, it just is, it is what it is, you know? So, um, uh, I try not, I try to focus on my, try to live in my circle of control and not my circle of concern and, and, and support the people that I can. Right. Like, like, um, you know, like I remember Curtis, he, he ragdolled some dude and I'm hyped for him. So my thing is anybody that's anytime somebody black is fighting, I'm rooting for the black guy. If it's two black guys fighting, I'm rooting for the darker skin dude. That's just, that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Like Shauna, like I, I'm gonna fuck with Shauna now, you know, and I'll root for her in all her fights, you know. Um, th that's all he can do, right? Like every time I see anybody that's that I know has a struggle similar to mine, I just try to go hard for them, right? Like, like, e like if I can offer them something, like if I can extend a a, a courtesy or a a privilege that I have to them, even though I don't know them that well, I feel obligated to do that, right? Try to pay it forward. Try to. Um, my big thing is everybody says, oh, get to the top and pull your people up. Nah, if I'm getting through the door, I'm trying to hold the door so you guys can, we can get as many in as possible, right? I'm not trying to get on the other side of the door and open it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Get it, you know, that's, that's kind of like where I'm at. So I'm not really too worried about what he's doing because that's what he's doing. That has nothing to do with me. That's not my pig, not my farm. I got to focus on what I can control and, and try to live that way. You know, like when, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, he's got to tell his grandkids that, hey, I, I, I tried to make our money being racist. Like, he's got to live with that. I don't. Thank you, Bradley. Yeah, definitely, you know, strong sentiments from everybody. And I, I think, you know, most reasonable people feel this way uh, about that side of the sport. Um, Shauna, are you, are you good with the question? Do you hear everything? Um, I want to add something. I got really, I got really into... I got really into Bradley's response, so I'm, I'm, you got to run it back for me one more okay, time, yeah. sorry. Just talking about uh, the way that the racism is used as a promotional tool in MMA, uh, yeah. you know, most recently Colby Covington, you know, guys like Conor McGregor have done it in the past, Chael Sonnen. Uh, and on the women's side, I would say that uh, uh, Joanna Jacek has 
is guilty of a lot of this, not even necessarily for fight promotion, just uh, well, a little bit. You know, her thing is always to build animosity with her and her opponents. And a lot of the time that trends in that racial direction with uh, with Weili Zhang, she, uh, you know, she did some racist stuff to relations and uh, made a meme of uh, like having to wear a gas mask or something like that because of, uh, of the uh, coronavirus. Oh, really? Back in the day, yeah. and uh, when she was on the Ultimate Fighter with Claudia Gadelia, she uh, told her to go back to the jungle, which is obviously a horrible thing to say. And there's never you know repercussions for that. So it's a, it's it's something that uh, that that keeps coming up is that that fighters can, if they want to go that di- direction, they can. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you see this all going on, and I think Colby's probably the one you're hearing the most right now. Uh, how does that strike you? How do you feel about that? Um. You know, I'm kind of with, with Brad on this one. Um, you know, I think that, I mean, obviously it's fucked up that that kind of thing is allowed to happen and is encouraged. Um, you know, uh, we have to remember also, like, this is this is the business, you know what I mean? And, and, and what, what sells, sells. Um, but I think that if individuals, if we do what we got to do, we keep, we keep it moving. We, we, and we uplift each other. Like I'm, I'm with Bradley. Like I, I do that too. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I think that we, if, if we have representation out there and we keep seeing that we keep promoting that, then, then that's, it's, it's going to be inevitable. That's what people are going to have to pay attention to. And we're going to have times like right now where, Angela Hill, you know, if, if, if y'all remember, I, I follow women's MMA, obviously, uh, cause it's relevant to me, but if y'all remember just like a year or two ago, like Angela Hill wasn't on the map, like she is now she's, you know, she's behind the desk. Now she's, you know, she's everywhere. She's getting promoted. She's the main event. You know what I mean? And, and I think representation plays a big part, you know, she's she's got she's got uh, a lot of responsibility on her shoulders but you know eventually that's going to become the new normal seeing seeing that happen is going to become the new normal so for every all the negative bullshit that's out there that's being promoted or being endorsed we're going to keep doing the positive shit and 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 the shit that's making making memories and and making history and um you know i feel like that that'll take over. Sorry, I was muted. Awesome guys. I, th- this has been so incredible. And, and I mean, not, nothing you tell me is, is a surprise, um, but it, it never gets easier to hear, which means it can't, I can't even imagine how hard it is to live uh, and, and have to face these things. So hopefully uh, we're doing something that, that can make this more collaborative with, with everybody. Um, and our audience uh, for our website is some of the most receptive to these kinds of ideas. Uh, we have a very uh, progressive audience compared to a lot of MMA uh, spaces. So hopefully we, we can get all of you guys a lot more support. Um, we don't have a huge following, but you know, a, a good small following is always better than, than a big bad following. Uh, so hopefully we can help with that. But yeah, people are starting to dip out. So I'm, I'm ready to wrap it up, but just uh Things, things you thought you might get to talk about that, that you didn't have the opportunity to, you know, parting remarks, whatever you want to say before we're done. And, and if you want a question, uh, just 
what what can people do to help? You know, how how can we make things better? You know, what are small things, big things, whatever ideas you have, um, or just you know, plug your plug your stuff, whatever you want to do. And and Shauna will will keep the the format going, so you can go first. Yeah. So you know, Duval, it was it was dope to you know talk to you guys and fellowship with you guys today on this very necessary uh, you know topic that we don't really talk about. Um, and I think you know. You know, just for everybody out there, uh, black, white, brown, in between, whatever, you know, just, um, just, you know, give recognition, you know, just, just pay attention. I've, I've made new friends. I've made new fans that maybe wouldn't have normally, you know, fooled with somebody like me. Um, you know, when we, we saw that we have something in common, we have a common love for the sport. And, you know, let's just, let's just keep that going. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in peace and love and unity. Um, and I think that's something that that's, that's a narrative that we need to promote. And, you know, I feel like we need to, we need to keep, uh, keep our momentum going. You know, Breonna Taylor's murders are still, are still out there. They had not been arrested. So, you know, it's, you know, we, we, we go out there and we protest for a little bit and then, you know, it dies out. And I think that's what, I think that's what people are looking for is, you know, let them, let them, you know, do their thing for a little bit. They'll eventually lie down and they'll get quiet. They'll get, get they'll get tired. But, um, you know, how long did the bus board cost last? Or the civil rights? Um, how many days was it? Three, like over a year. Over a year. Yeah. It was over 365 days. I want to say, um, we just need to keep going, keep at it. You know, um, even if you're not out there protesting, you know, do what you can do your part. And, and I think that's important that we just keep that momentum going. Um, 381 days. Yep. And I feel like, um, you know, as, as representation, us out there, you know, black individuals in the, in the sport in MMA, you know, I, I hear all the time from, from fans, from little black boys, little black girls, you know, they're in amazement. They can't believe that someone that looks like them is out there on, on out there doing this. So we just, I feel like, you know, that's a big part of what we're doing and we need to continue that. Awesome. And same for you, Brad, like closing remarks, ways people can help things that you wanted to say that you might not have gotten a chance to yet. No, man, I, I think I, pr- I pretty much, I think I said a lot. Um, I, I really, I look at it the other way, right? It's like, go out and, you know, something like, you don't know about, you don't know anything about, I don't know, the Brazilian culture. Go date a Brazilian woman. Go, go, go drink some, you know, go eat some Brazilian food. Go to a Brazilian party. Like, bridge the gap that way. Like, get out of your little bubble. Travel. Meet people. Try new cultures. Try new things. Integrate. Right. Like when, when you when you can realize that, hey, that this white person is not too different than, than me or this Mexican person is not too different than me. You start to realize we're all the same. You know, like we, everybody's girls driving them crazy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's kids don't want to listen. You know what I mean? Like it's everybody's got the same the, the, the same day to day life issues. Like I, I, That's how I feel. I feel like uh, there just needs to be more more coming together. And I think there needs to be more avenues to come together in a less. Um, professional environment. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you both. 
Uh, but Thank yeah, you, this, this was it for this one. Uh, I say this one because I think we could talk about this forever. And there's always going to be something different to talk about. And there's always going to be more people willing to talk about it. We reached out to a lot of people uh, for this. And you guys are, are so great. And we're so thankful that, that you did it. Um, and we're going to try to do it again. And, and hopefully for other issues and other sports. And you know, maybe focus on jujitsu next. Because that's a huge issue. Um, but, but yeah, this, this was amazing. Um, yeah, I'm ready to, ready to wrap it up. And, and hopefully everybody follow these guys on, on social media. And, and listen to them. And uh, support their careers. So that's the least you can do um, to do your part. All right. Ready to sign off, Brad? Yeah, thanks, brother. I just wanted to wait till you were finished. Yeah, yeah, I'm finished. All right. Bye-bye. All right, my brother. Pleasure meeting you. You too.